You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Jared Petty, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. I'm very cold without my jacket. It's always very chilly here in the studio. <laughs> uh, but we've got hot scoops Ooh. for the viewers Just today like and the Queen. listeners. Ah. We're going to be talking about Nintendo NX. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Battlefront. But first... That red light just came on. Is that a problem? I think that means that camera's on. Yeah. Camera. Has that light literally been on for years? Now, now, now it just turned off. <laughs> <laughs> it's taunting you. The light's trolling you. Uh, Justin, I don't know if you knew this, but last week IGN put up its top 100 video games of all time list. What? No. Yeah, you should check it out. When you Maybe someone, it. why didn't anyone <laughs> inform me? That was a project you worked on for... Many, many months. I actually, we wrote, uh, or I wrote, uh, behind the scenes, like just the process of uh, the road to the top 100. And so I went back to look at like the timeline, and even I didn't remember that we started on it before E3. Mm-hmm. Wow, that mm-hmm. is a long time. That was like the very, very initial yeah. pre-production planning was before E3 2020. So how long before you do this again? Uh, I don't think, I think every year is probably a little overkill. You I mean, got a lot yeah. of complaints about doing it every year up until now. We yeah. haven't done it since 2008. Yeah, that was, that very was funny. We got, I, I don't want to dwell, I don't want to dwell too much on the comments, but the negative comments seemed to come in three flavors. It was, mm-hmm. you have this game way too high, you have this game way too low, and you do this every year. And like, that's the one that I'm like, I have been here four and a half years, and we have not done this list yeah. in the time that I have worked here. 
But we did do a top 100 games of, the, of a generation, of the, yeah. which was kind of the uh, PS3, Xbox uh, era yeah. games. Um, so we hadn't done of which since... there wasn't a lot of overlap because we uh, we went way we dug way back into the past for top 100. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, well, we we haven't actually discussed doing it again. Um, I think every year is probably a little too much. Okay. Uh, I suspect that maybe every other year might be the cadence that makes sense. But I'll write the actually... whole thing for you next time. Yeah, it's all Tandy games. All Tandy. Everyone. Every list a million ports of pirates. Uh, well, I sent you a list of the top 100 Tandy computers. You did. Uh, to, I mean, you did. I, actual I, computers? Well, some of them were handheld calculating devices because yeah. Tandy only made about 65 to 70 individual computer models. I'm going to let you finish, but Tandy was a company that Radio Shack used to make computers yep. in the 1980s. I Tandy the TRS-80, very important to computer history. Came out I threw that list in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the number one spot on our list, surprising no one, obviously, was Hearthstone. Very well deserved, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the fine uh, free-to-play game there with the, uh, the cool card-matching mechanic. For our listeners at home who, who cannot see our faces, Hearthstone was not actually even on the list. Is that that's, your... Is that where... Uh, that's, I'm the angry commenter on that one. So if, you, if we were all an angry commenter and got to lament <laughs> the lack of one game in IGN's bad taste, would Hearthstone Ooh. be your pick? Yeah, that'd for, be the one yeah, I would put on there. Ooh, for me... Um, I mean, I was like the chairperson, so in some ways I kind of got my say, although it was a group effort. Um, it's basically Justin's list. It's really not. Yeah, that's totally Please right. don't, because there are definitely things in, in the top and bottom of the list that I don't agree with. Uh, the one game that I'm most upset isn't included. Um, I know this is a minority opinion, but I think Final Fantasy IX is a much better game mm. than Seven. Um, I think the characters are more interesting. I think the story is more interesting. I think it's got a lot more charm. Battle system is more refined. Um, That's legit. That's legit, totally. But I completely understand and acknowledge that most people don't feel that way. So um, I don't think we necessarily did anything wrong on our top 100. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's Dwarf Fortress. Ah, yeah, totally. Um, Again, a very niche game, not a very popular game, a very flawed game, but probably the most brilliant video game I've ever played. Is it like a Flash game? No, it's a it's a downloadable ASCII. game um, that it's ASCII, uses, right? yeah, uses ASCII art. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty spectacular. It does things that very few other video games do, and it does them. I really didn't well. even consider that. I would have voted for that to be on the list. It, it was it, it, it was it was in the list. It was one of the final fifty games cut. It was definitely so we didn't make a list of most influential games because that would be a bunch of very early terrible games. Yeah, yeah. However, that is a very influential game. Roblox. One of the early Rogue is the earliest Rogue. Rogue, game. yeah, Rogue, Angband, NetHack, and then and then Dwarf Fortress, which isn't really a Rogue. All for Tandy. Looks like one. Well, I don't ever uh, play that mode of it. I only just play kidding, the Kingdom like Dwarf mode. Yeah, so, yeah, Jared, if we were, if it was, what, if you were exposing IGN's bad taste as a commenter for missing one game, what would it have been? Uh, yeah, probably Quake. Uh, I really do feel like we, we, we missed something missing Quake. Uh, that's yeah, Todd pretty cut in product is a, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty great uh, Ultima Four. You can make a case for as well. Uh, I'm I'm very attached to that game, but I think. Quake is not just important, it's ridiculous fun. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's both influential and still a blast to play. I still pull Quake out every now and then and play it. And, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Sam, is Food Fight your game? For sure. Uh, no, I can't think of a game I wouldn't want on that list. I thought it was a great list. And, Burger Time. Uh, people have made very passion, passionate arguments about uh, a lot of games that a lot of people were mm-hmm. uh, upset that were too low or too high or whatever. Everybody, Every game had a defender. I was uh, very, very much so wanted to get... Uh, Metroid Prime in the top twenty, mm-hmm. at least, in, at least, and uh, it was like w- way up in the fifties based on the uh, the voters we had. 
which I was really surprised about. I remember there was an era in which IGN that was probably like the favorite game here, mm. and mm. it's just the staff staff has changed so much. It slipped that low. The Casamassina era. <laughs> I thought I thought Prime was in the thirties. I don't even recall now. It, it might have like been. It might have been in the middle of the list somewhere. Yeah, people people became frustrated some, but I mean the difference between forty and eighty is not that it's much. Very These are small. incredibly incredibly great games. These yep. games are all so good that. All those spots, these games were just fantastic, and it was very, very hard yeah. trying to decide, well, I think this game's a little better than that one, but we, it we is. We get uh, pegged as uh, console people here a lot, and I definitely, my background is in consoles. I've always had PCs, though. Um, the, our list had so many great PC games that I yep. need to play now. I actually I haven't know. done the math on it, but I think the list probably skews PC-heavy. Yeah. You know, stuff like Deus Ex and yep. XCOM. All and, the Fallouts. And, well, yeah, both the newer ones came to console. But, but one Fallout, and two Fallout are so high uh, Monkey Island, X-Wing vs. Tie Fighter, Starcraft, uh, Starcraft, uh, Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike. Like there's another game that's not X-Wing vs. Tie Fighter. What? Another Dark, Dark something? Yeah, Some Jedi, Star Wars game. Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. That might oh. have Dark Forces 2 came out on console consoles. and PC. Yeah. Forces, yeah. Or, or, no, not Dark Forces 2, pardon me. Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight 2. Jedi yeah, that's Jedi. right, because Dark Forces 2 is Jedi Knight. And yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. it's really weird. Also, anyway. it's a Star Wars year, so we're all thinking about Star Wars a whole lot. That's true, yeah. Two years from now, maybe. A lot of things influence this list. <laughs> uh, no, but the number one game that we picked was Super Mario Bros. 3, actually. Yeah, and, and like, that was the correct choice. And, and Justin doesn't even agree with that, so. Yeah, well. um, but I had to let it go, and there was actually a strong majority in the room. I was surprised. Like, I always thought that most people thought World was better. I like World better, but um, we got together in the room and discussed the pros and cons. We've been and, in places where people, we've been in mm-hmm. majorities of Mario World being better. Here, I, I mm-hmm. definitely have. So it would just happen to be when we got this many people together, People like Mario. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem. I wrote the sort of staff opinion for Mario 1 just on behalf of all of us, and it's not challenging for me at all to extol how that's one of the most incredible games ever made, um, even though I do personally prefer World. The um, most. The thing that really impresses me about 3 that I included in my write-up was, like, Nintendo had only been making electronic games for 15 years. Like, the very earliest well, yeah. I mean, primitive ones... Color, color TV games. Yeah, yeah. And then color games. Not even years. that long for TV games, right? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously the NES, like proper <coughs> video games, wouldn't even come till a little I mean, later. They'd only been up for like five years. Well, they did this. No, no. Units. They made a thing yeah. called color. Yeah, that color was a thing TV before six. the NES, and they made arcade like games before the NES, like Donkey Kong and stuff like that. But like, the most generous time period you can give them is 15 years, and then it only took them that long to uh, just create a game design artistic platforming masterpiece. Yeah, you're right. And it is a masterpiece. It's, it's, this is kind of, you know, uh, Monet versus Van Gogh when it comes to three in the world. <laughs> sure. uh, they're, they're, they're both masterpieces. They each do different things very, very well. And uh, I, I prefer three for a number of reasons, uh, including what you put there in your write-up, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a superb piece of art. I, I mean, we're, we're going to be looking back at this 100 years from now, I think, and still saying that this is, this is a, a touchstone for what video games could become. We, we had such high expectations from Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. and to have a sequel that surpassed the highest possible expectations so sublimely. Yeah, that, that doesn't that happen, happen much anymore. Often. Yeah. And people, it's less common now because of leaps between consoles are, are so much less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of what we think about as being quintessentially Mario, it didn't start with Mario. It started with Mario 3. Mm-hmm. You know, the suits, the overworld, having themed worlds that you go through, you know, the Koopa Kids, all that stuff started with 3. And I'm still finding things in that game I didn't know were there. I was capturing footage for for the project, and I'd never noticed that in the title screen logo, the shadow of Mario and his tail is sticking out from behind the three. Yeah, I had yeah. never seen that. Yeah, it's uh, so cool. I had no idea that was there. We also have a long list of games that almost made 
Ooh. the top 100 list. Yeah, I mean, the process was to make sure every game at least got some consideration. We went really, really wide, and we had a list of like 300 or 350 games that were on like the very first initial cut. And then we cut and cut and cut and cut. And I think what you have is a list of the 50 or so games that were the final, like in the final round it's of mainly cuts. Assassin's Creed and Sonic games, right? <laughs> it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, <clears throat> most of these are unranked. It's just like these were the games that were in the mix. But yeah. if this was a list of 102 games. Two games. 102, 101 was going to be Left 4 Dead 2, and 102 would have been Soul Calibur. Those were the very mm. final two games cut. Mm. Uh, Do we put Dragon Age Inquisition no. Unless Inquisition didn't make the Dragon Age Origins is on our almost made the cut list. Yeah. As well as Silent Hill. Yeah, those were two that were definitely very much in the mix. But we got Silent Hill 2 in there. Which that's, that's the better one. I, I really mm. think we got that call right. Silent Hill 2 is, a, is much more of a punch in the gut game than Silent Hill. And again, with Dragon Age, we have Kotor thing. on the list. We have um, Baldur's Gate on the list. You know, Bioware has Mass Effect on the list. Like they're very represented, and Dragon Age just didn't, didn't yeah. quite make it. We don't have an Assassin's Creed game on in the list, do we? Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 2 is the one that almost made it. It's the yeah. best game. I don't, I don't know that it was ever really that... I mean, it was close to making it, but, um, yeah. you know, I think, I think it made it that far in the list just by virtue of being the best Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy, that, that's a really fun game, but no, I don't, I don't think... I wouldn't say that's one of the top 100 games. I pushed for that one. I, I actually yeah. think... Yeah, I think if Super Meat Boy had been invented in the NES era, and it couldn't have been. I realize it's informed sure. by an era, but had that game been designed in 1988, it would be on this list. Uh, yeah, there was. It had a lot of support. It had support from people like Brian Albert, really pulling for it. It's in several top ten lists, but ultimately, you like it wasn't. better than Bubble Bobble? <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, and I love Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble is the ultimate date game. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Bubble Bobble was on my personal hundred list, if I, if I remember right. Um, it's definitely in my top four hundred. So, yeah, you know, it's in your top. Your top four hundred is great. I love that. There's list. a level in Bubble Bobble where you have to play with two players, and one person has to get a key, and one person has to get something else. And you kind of like you have to co-opt this level, and then you get an alternate ending sequence, oh. and you get the real ending. And the real ending explains to you that happiness and love and friendship are the most important. That's things. why there has to be two of you. That's the only way to get the true ending is if you're playing yeah. together. And, but is... before you beat the game, the boss is so hard that you'll hate each other. Yeah, yeah, we did it though. I, I did you beat yeah, it that way? I've done that too. Yeah, me too. It sucks. Rob Ringwald and I. Well done, Rob. What GTA's did we have on the list? Vice City and Five. Ooh. Three wasn't. Yeah. The final list. San Andreas was, is in the almost made it list. There's a lot of support for San Andreas. Uh, oh, yeah. People three, are so not, that game. Vice City being on there instead of 3, I, I see a lot of comments as being a strange choice just because, mm-hmm. you know, 3 was like this lightning bolt. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the influence thing really makes a call like that for us. It's like, you know, that game is so important. It's so incredibly yeah. important. And, and it was really fun, but a lot of people just had a better time with it. I don't Vice know. City. Vice City did a lot better job of like kind of, it's set. GTA more uh, thoroughly, like more on this path of lampooning American mm-hmm. culture and the uh, setting really, is so interesting. Really trying yeah. to capture the look and yeah. feel of a specific place in a specific time. Yeah. Um, Remember that commercial? And I ran. Yeah. Oh, that's a testimony to the power of music it's in a so game. Funny. That's a lot of why Vice City I mean, was more fun. Is yeah. The music was so good. I'm, I'm an '80s kid. I love '80s music, so yeah, that was perfect for me. Uh, we went back. We had a big discussion about Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three. Yep. Ended up putting Mega Man Two on the list mm-hmm. instead of Three. Much to Sam's. Chagrin. Yeah, I don't really fight for that too much. I, I understand why people. I think they're both great. I just love how all the robots from Two are in Three. Yeah. But and they don't the, look like themselves. Yeah. They look like little clones. And then guys. I like the Shadow Masters levels too. It just extends the game. Yeah. Really, yeah. And Mega Man Three is epic, but I think Mega Man Two is. I, I like the compactness of Two. I like the fact that I can sit down at one sitting in an hour and play. That intro music in Mega Man Three though starts out slow. Yeah, but what about that? Da, 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 up the building in Two. Yeah. I mean, it's so That's good really too. Good. 
Dun, 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 dun. That's three. You mentioned Dwarf Fortress. Tao is really pushing for Herzog's Vi. Oh, Herzog's yeah. Vi is fun. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. It, but, but also, again, always on top list of influential games. Second, yeah. I mean, we should mention that that game basically invented the RTS genre. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, its influence can't it be overstated. It was a Genesis game, wasn't it? Yep. It was. Yeah. Um, so obviously incredibly influential, but like it was very sort of primitive and um, it deserves all the credit that it gets for starting, you know, creating a genre. But you know, it wasn't until later games that it became sort of eminently playable. Yeah, it was actually in a lot of places poorly reviewed when it came out because people didn't understand. They it. They didn't but get what it was trying so to funny. do. But it had Those the reviews are great. Yeah, it is. But it did have the discipline to to you know, it was designed for the console and reflected mm-hmm. that, uh, or at least it, it took the fact that here, what can I do with a D pad and three buttons? That's yeah, great, and, and that's really great. Uh, Jared did it. Hurt to your soul that Robotron 2084 did not make the list. I I, uh, I wanted that there badly. That's my favorite arcade game. And uh, as much not as Star I Star Wars, uh, no, not Star Wars. Although Star Wars is wonderful, and so I is, like you the know, look and sound of Star Wars. But I don't know. You need to spend some more time with it. Yeah. It's superb. Uh, Star Wars is great, and the games that thirty five years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Galaga, Miss Pack, Donkey Kong. Those were all absolutely games that that are <clears throat> that are superb. But Robotron, it might be. The, it's the most video gamey video game. Uh, it, it's yeah, just, just like I mean, the lights, the sounds, the action of that game. I'm just like, if you were going to like draw a lampoon of what a video game is, it would be Robotron. Uh, it, it's so much fun. So yeah, it hurt a little. It's not there. I always had a soft spot for Robotron 64. Oh, I, wow, I don't think the I game's played. great. I didn't play that. I like how it pans in like from yeah. the top, and then you're like in 3D and shooting yeah. the. Well, it's kind of isometric, but yeah. you're shooting these really bad polygons. I wonder, they're, like, they're I, just <laughs> not designed well at all. In my mind, that game is great, and I yeah. wonder if I were to go back and play it today, like, yeah, how, like one, one trip to YouTube will probably dissuade yeah. you. Just just going and watching it again, but it mostly it's on made Nintendo 64, wish... but it looks like Star Fox. Yeah, <laughs> it made me wish I were playing Robotron. We actually, yeah, we actually don't have time to talk about every single one of these games, but we're skipping around. Uh, but Sonic is not on on the top 100. No list. Sonic and no Mario Kart. Yeah. 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 The th- yeah Sonic. No, okay. There's Mario Kart games on the top 100. No, list. there's not. There's not, not a single one. No, not a single one. No Mario Kart game made the. Well, top 100. so a couple things happened there. The first one was that the there was no consensus between like yeah. most people seem to think eight is maybe overall the best one, but there's a lot of support for 64. And there was a lot of support for the original, and then in the end, we couldn't coalesce around. And it was like that year when the when the Godfather's actors all got nominated for the same <laughs> award category. And none uh, of them and won. Yeah, it's, oh, I think Brando actually sure, did win. Yeah. Think of it. Uh, but but yeah, we couldn't we Mario couldn't all agree. You said sixty four. No, okay. I think GameCube's the best one, but I would have voted for Mario sixty four to get one on the list. Okay, see, I just said uh, my favorite. These, this DS. is the Game of Thrones we play with this yeah. list. Yeah, I, I just said DS. You just said. Double Dash, then? No, I'm not for a list. Like, I, that's my. I had the most fun with that, but I, I just know. want a Mario Kart game on there. That's. I don't know that I would go so far as. To I think call. Super Nintendo one is boring. I don't like that one. It's a little oh. slow at this point, but uh, exactly. I don't I think know. Mario Kart Eight is amazing. Exactly. I don't think I would call it a miss that we don't have a Mario Kart on the list. I mean, there are great games. That doesn't mean it's one of the hundred best ever made. But I do think that if people could have coalesced around a single one, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really, mm-hmm. really sort of arrived at some yeah. consensus, it probably would have snuck on there. It would have been the top twenty. It wouldn't have been that high. I think people really like that series. Yeah. All right, well, you can find the full list of IGN's <laughs> top 100 video games of all time at IGN.com. Do we, I, we didn't talk about Sonic. Do we need well, to get we, just, we just said that there's no Sonic on the list. Yeah, 
That's because the Sonic games aren't good. That's true. Yeah, I, I disagree. They're, they're, I think they're not good, but, <laughs> but I really had fun with them at the time. I think they That's fooled, what this list was made on. They fooled kids for a generation by being fast and having tood, and like they're not... Totally they're, fine they, they were pretty <laughs> and made neat sounds. And Sonic 1 and 2 are fine video games, but they're not, they're not great video games. They're the one that, good video the games. The one that did, in that final round of cuts, uh, Sonic CD was yeah. cut, which is the best, the best Sonic game, and it did almost make its way on. Um, totally I, disagree. Oh, what do you think's the best one? One, two, and three are all great. Three. I think I think I like the three only, the best. I suspect that the only reason Probably CD one. didn't make it on is because you know uh, more people. You know, it's on the Sega CD, right? So it didn't yeah. get. I owned it. As well. I owned Sega. I owned that and the Sega. It's CD. been ported to other yeah. platforms, and people should check it out. I tried to get Sewer Shark on this list, guys. <laughs> three, six, no nine. job, no job. <laughs> That's exactly. All right, moving on. Nintendo's next console is codenamed NX. Ooh. And it was reportedly has industry-leading chips and <laughs> delicious Doritos. Speaking of industry-leading chips, I'd like to take this moment to talk about Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> moment to thank our sponsors. I would love it if Game Super sponsored by Doritos. <clears throat> um, I'd like to just have some industry-leading chips of any variety right yeah. now. And yeah, I go for some just, Lay's. Just lunchtime. Lay's would be good. Industry-leading chips and a 2016 release window. Yeah. All right. So the 2016, they've talked about some before. But industry-leading chips, okay, so... Nintendo, it's not like Nintendo I can't, can't, I can't, yeah, I can't okay, well, let's just talk about technology. Yeah. It's not like Nintendo can't make great processor technology. They've made cutting-edge systems before. You think about the GameCube. The GameCube was yes. more powerful than the PlayStation 2, or at least when it came to what you could get out of it easily. It was certainly more user-friendly than the PlayStation 2 mm. when it came out, and arguably more powerful. Uh, Nintendo has made cutting-edge technology many times before. The SNES, same thing, markedly more powerful than the Genesis. Uh, but they haven't hour. done that in a long time because they, they've got this kind of winning strategy where they make this, you know, hey, this thing is neat or interesting in an inexpensive way, and they combine price point and something cool, and with the Wii U, that did not work out. But with the Wii, that's what sold the thing. You know, a neat technology that was also not that expensive. This, re- uh, this report also con- didn't confirm, but it also piled on the, the rumor that... that uh, it's a console that's also a handheld still with a handheld. The quote is mobile unit that could either be used in conjunction with the console or taken on the road for separate use. Mm-hmm. Which, which is which is a dream. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't just play from that device totally. Like maybe that just streams to your TV. I, that's what I would like. I don't know why it would need to be more powerful. Like why you need more power in a separate box? I mean, my, they can, we, my, they can oh. like the Wii U for all of its problems. The streaming technology that's in there is proprietary. It's Nintendo's own tech that they developed to get that yeah. license the, the latency down so low. And I would be very surprised to not see that tech reused. In well, some they could still stream it too. Yeah, like a like like a, a Chromecast type thing. But I just wonder if there's like a box that adds power. Like that seems weird. I think that's because of power. I think that's the problem. It's battery. Uh, battery right. technology has not really kept up with processor ability and it's hard to have a handheld that can really really crank out the kind of graphics that something that's plugged into the wall can then do you can't, that's then, my suspicion then you can't take it on the go on the go not everything yeah I'd be like surprised be if you in your home with it. remember when that guy yeah. was playing the Wii U on the train when it first came out no, I don't remember yeah. that. So you can you can use a Wii U without a television entirely. I, yeah, it just needs so you can power. Yeah, you just need to, if you have a train in Japan, mm-hmm. you can just plug it into the wall. I saw a dude, I saw Whoa. a picture of a guy on an airplane playing Wii U. <laughs> it's really that's funny. Like the console was yeah, like in his carry-on bag and then he had just had the game. But bag. just the fact that that's like still like entertaining and appealing to me to like play something from a console like right on your handheld means like that's a market that they could totally target. I played I played just as much solo Smash on my gamepad as I did on my TV. Like, mm-hmm. if I was just doing the Smash challenges and stuff. Oh, yeah. 
I like everything about the Wii U except it's, you know, kind of skinny software library and, yeah. and the high price points. I, I felt that like means we have to wait another like six years for a Zelda game using, those, <laughs> using do, those new industry leading chips. I do want to point out industry leading chips like Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft they don't make their own chips. Like mm-hmm. it's all contracted out to, you know, it's been AMD lately. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They call them crisps in Crisps. leading crisps. That's really good. So I do, I mean, I kind of question, it's like, I don't know, it's all about like, they contract, you know, some other third party to make the guts that are going to be in the console, and then they tell them what the priority is going to be. Like, the priority for the Wii U was, we want this thing to boot up in a second. Yeah. Like, the priority was less about the raw power of the device. Yeah. That that was their priority at the first. They got it all wrong. It took, like, 30 seconds. And, like, low power consumption, I think, was another one, like... And I want to, you know, to steal this, I think it's from Jeremy Parrish, the kings of good enough. A lot of their design philosophy is around offering something at a low price point. Hardware design. That, that, yeah, exactly. Their hardware design philosophy is low price point, efficiency, get it into the hands of lots of people. and kind of, That didn't work out this generation. But we, they are an engineering company. I mean, that is their legacy. And they still think of themselves that way, I think. This is a company that, that has been creating hardware devices for decades. Yeah, engineering and playing cards. Yeah, and playing cards. Absolutely. So Hanafuda. The Wii U launched in 2012. Is that right? I don't remember. Nobody knows. No, no. <laughs> the year of Luigi. No that was the year after, right? Well, let's work backwards. It's 2015. PS4 and Xbox One have been out two years now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. 2013. Wii was a year before. Okay. Good work. We did it. Right. We did it, everybody. Well done, sir. So, if it's out, if the NX is out next year, yeah. Yeah. four years, that's got to be one of the fastest turnarounds for a. I don't know the Sega CD and the 32X. I, let's pretty, but the, yeah, well, the 32X was an as accessory though. The so Dreamcast had 18 yeah. months in America. What's that? Uh, the Dreamcast had 18 Sorry, months. Sorry, that's those things. There was no use. Yeah, I'm Saturn. talking about like. Oh, I was talking about switching over. Yeah. So Genesis to Saturn. To Dreamcast is really fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, see that. Yeah, well, Genesis was ninety five. No, Genesis was like Genesis, Genesis was like eighty nine. Well, Genesis died in ninety. Ten years. There. Genesis died in ninety five. Uh, they killed it really quick. Ninety five oh. was Saturn, and by ninety nine it was Dreamcast. Saturn was out in ninety five. Yeah, Saturn came out. At Saturn the and Dreamcast was really fast. But the Genesis totally had a long life. Yeah, Genesis had a very long life, but they killed it quick. They could have gotten a couple. Of, that as I well, understand it, Kalinsky, one of the reasons that he had like trouble with the Japanese branch was that he wanted to keep selling games for the sad or for the. Well, Genesis that was the Super Nintendo's whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to watch you guys put out a disc system and a cart- and a thirty-two X cartridge expansion, but we're just going to put out games with good chips in them that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's Nintendo's kind of in a tight spot right now. Um, they don't have a choice. The NX has to come out. You know, we use a disaster. Yeah. The company doesn't really make that many products. They have to like they have to do it. So I yeah. totally get that, but it coming out in 2016, right in the middle of the PS4 and Xbox One's lifespan, mm-hmm. it just puts them it puts them in a weird position. Like these consoles, since kind of since the beginning of time, have always been at most a year apart. And the Dreamcast is the one exception because you know Sega was in a very similar boat. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not trying to spell a scenario of doom here. It's just interesting. Like I don't really know what to make of it. Like well, they've yeah, killed things they'll, before. All they'll right. probably be like I suspect the NX will be as powerful, if not more powerful, than the PS4 and Xbox One. You know, three years yeah. past. They did. Yeah. This, they did this with the Virtual Boy and the Nintendo 64. Right. Yeah. They've they just it. swept it under the rug. Um, they could easily do that with this. I, I, I would love to do graphics comparisons videos next year and have the Nintendo system be a little bit Man, better than. But it can't stuff, have. But. It can't just. It can't do what the Wii U did and just have. Hey, here are the here are the EA and Activision games from a year ago. Now we have them on our new console. No, no they're gonna. Have they to they do would more do the that. contemporary games, but yeah. it's gonna take a cycle to get those in production. Oh man. I- 
I don't know. I just cool. don't feel like like it, Nintendo's stuck in a situation where like the the Call of Duty on the Wii U was actually like pretty cool. It did some interesting stuff with the gamepad, but just like nobody mm-hmm. cares. Yeah. No one cares. Like even and Mass Effect on Wii U was pretty cool. Like there's a bunch of games mm-hmm. that are like, oh, this is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but like none of that just moved the needle for them. Yeah, it's true. It, it can't be its own. I don't think it can be its own thing again. Like it has to be a, a similar, just a video games machine yeah. similar to the Xbox One and PS4, so all these companies can port their games to it. Yeah, I do really want. Which still didn't work for GameCube. I didn't play. Yeah, you're right. I didn't play Skyward Sword because I was kind of over the Wii motion controls by that yep. point, and yep. that's the first like mainline Zelda game that I've missed maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made me realize, I'm like, man, I, I've not played a Zelda in a long, long time. Like, if, yeah. they, if they make that an NX exclusive, like, mm-hmm. It's going to pour out there. Yeah, that'll sell. I um, would be mad if they did that because, <clears throat> and people who own Wii U's right now should be too because. They promised. We all wanted it for Wii U, and now right. we have to wait for an, buy another console to play. So. But we don't know that for sure yet. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, nope. that, that could still, it could be a GameCube Wii thing with uh, Twilight Princess. Yeah. We have the same kind of situation. It would yeah. also, if it didn't come to Wii U, would that be the first Nintendo console that didn't get its own uh, Zelda game? Didn't get its own Zelda? Uh, the Wind Waker first... HD was pretty cool. but Well, yeah, but it's not an original Zelda game. Yeah, yeah I mean, because Twi- Twilight Princess did technically come out of the... Yeah, you had Wind Waker. Yeah, well, uh, no, that would be the first one. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. All right, moving on. This week's Battlefront update. They've announced two new uh, hero characters, one new villain character... Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Emperor Palpatine mm-hmm. will be in the game. I'm looking forward to unlimited power. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being able to walk around. Although I'm worried that when my thing's recharging, they're over in the corner, I'm not going to feel quite so unlimited. I, mm-hmm. I really think Palpatine should just be able to walk around and shoot lightning until he dies. Yeah. Well, he's, he... <laughs> the character model art looked really cool. I've really been enjoying. I've been enjoying the Battlefront gifts more than I enjoyed actually <laughs> well, playing. I haven't even seen the them. game you have itself. To, you have to link no, it's like funny. Like I saw one of just Vader wrecking dudes, and then an X-wing just crashes into him. <laughs> like the guy just kamikaze himself. Yeah. He took one for the team in order yeah. to take that would Vader totally work on the real Darth Vader yeah, yeah I also it. saw uh, a rebel trooper just watching and in the distance he sees Darth Vader tearing dudes up and Darth Vader's like leaping towards him swinging his sword like slicing dudes down left and right and the match ends right when Darth Vader's <laughs> right in front of his face <laughs> he's like swinging his lightsaber it's like saved by the bell. Like I, uh, the game itself was, um, it was fun, but I, you know, I was kind of so-so on it. But I feel like it's going to be one of those games, like Starcraft or like a few others, that I enjoy watching more than playing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you see Leia's powers are kind of kind of goofy? What are Leia's powers? She uh, buffs the people around her. Okay. And she turns them into uh, like her like if you spawn next to her, you're like the. Alderaan Honor Guard or something. I don't know. Okay. Something. So it's yeah. so like a support class type thing? Yeah. Alderaan Honor like Guard. If you, if, yeah. She's a support class. Um, she, but she also has an ability where she can <clears throat> take down stormtroopers with one hit. Oh, apparently. interesting. Uh, and she's just given her force powers. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah she's a true. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, Han Solo is meant to be an easy character, easy hero character again, too. He's just like an all-rounder. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Palpatine has this force lightning ability. Mm-hmm. And then he also is a support unit for the... For the Empire. Yeah, Paul Benjamin should just be able to run around the map cackling and shooting things and, yeah. t- and just put a timer on How do you think like he'll handle the movement? Do you think it's he's like, super slow? What? Is like, he like can this? probably like warp. No, he does that spinny thing from Phantom Menace, maybe. Or, no, I mean from uh, Revenge of the Sith, where he's just like behind his desk and suddenly he's like, Rah! like yeah. flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe he'll have a throne and he just zips around on that. Fun that fact. Uh, Dune the, style. The name, I like that. The name Palpatine is never actually said in Empire or oh, yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. Like it was, Did it say the Emperor? Yeah, yeah. it was just from so, like marketing materials. And people knew things. it at the time. Shiva sure. yep. Palpatine. 
Sheev. That's his first name. Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't need a first name because he he's a real person too, right? With Ewok. Yep. Oh, wait, the word, with Ewok? The word never, Ewok never, is never, never uttered in the movie. Oh, that makes sense, right. Or Wicked mm. or any of that, right? Yeah, yep. no Wicked, no Ewok. Wow, fun. But Ewok is one of those things like everyone on Earth knows Ewok even though it's not technically in the movie. Mm-hmm. Wookiee's mentioned. Right. Let the Wookiee win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta let him win. Absolutely. Boba Fett's not said till the third movie, right? In yeah. Empire, yeah, they never say his name, do they? Yeah. 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 He's just that cool guy that outsmarts Han Solo. Do you guys, you guys want to talk about the new Star Wars trailer at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real good. We've all got our tickets. Yep. See, yeah. Uh, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Sam and I. Sam's gonna be sitting like three rows in front of me. It shut the yeah. office down oh, yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> when the tickets went on sale. Well, then yeah. and then we were responsible for shutting down the rest of the world. We, well, and we then all there got was, in there first. And then there was a panic. Like there was panic oh, in the office. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, people heard, running back to their desk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was important to a lot of us, and I know to people out there too, to see it in two D. I think I, I want to see it on film in two D first, and I, yep. well, I guess digital projection yeah. is how they do it all. I will definitely see it in 3D, but I'm excited we also, to see it in 2D. Uh, I've said before on GameScoop, I like Star Wars, I'm a fan of it, but I don't have like the deep passion for it that other people did. And even I pre-ordered my tickets two months early, not necessarily because, like, oh my God, Star Wars, but just because if you don't do that, yeah. like you're not yeah. seeing that movie for a while. For a few days. Like, well, it was great watching what happened to The Office the next day. I was out the day the tickets went for sale that evening, so I come back. Coincidence? Day, and everybody, no. Did you bring I, down the sites? I brought them all down. That's what I was did doing. You get I, was, I was hacking it. Yeah, I, actually, I got tickets really easily. I just I went to Cinemark's website mm-hmm. and just bought them directly from the theater, and it was no problem at all. Yeah. I also heard it's uh, just tough in San Francisco because of the population. Right, I live in the yeah. suburbs, so it's much easier. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, coming in the next day, everybody was in a good mood all day because of Star Wars. People were just sitting around all day talking about Star Wars. Uh, look, at that, look at that weird blue monkey alien also, in the background. Also, I had pizza for lunch that day, so I was in a good mood. That's anyway. a good thing, yeah. But it, it was a good trailer. I mean, all the trailers kind of the theme. The first you know, the first teaser was like, Star Wars! And the second one was, we're not Phantom Menace. And this one was kind of, hey, here's two or three people looking at each other with intense emotions, whether it be anger or fear or love or regret or excitement or fierceness. Everybody's, it's all about people interacting, and that was a if, great message. If I were to criticize this trailer, which I would never do because I thought it was great and I can't <clears> wait for the movie and I'm I do though I do have reservations because I don't want to be I don't want to be Phantom Menace. Right. I would say that there it's pushing too hard in the we're not Phantom Menace direction now by making it look exactly like Star Wars mm-hmm. episode a, one. A new hope. Or sorry episode, episode four. four. Yeah. 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 Which I refuse to call a new hope. Come so on. we I I don't say this to be a wet blanket or be a naysayer. <laughs> But just, I just bring it up as just as a thought experiment. Just imagine a world yeah, where this movie is bad, or uh-huh. or it's can, as good as Star the Star Trek. Remake. Like, can you imagine people lose their minds? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Like, of course the movie is going to be great, but it's like, what if? Well, I don't yeah, think it's, it's like, that. did you see Fanboys? I mean, it's the very last line, line of the movie. What if it's bad? They're sitting in the yeah. theater, and then it cuts oh, to black and. Yeah, sure, but, that could happen. But it does look like all like Star Wars, and it has uh, you know somebody who's like on a desert planet who aches to get off of it and is yeah. longing to look up at the sky. It's got a, got a Death Star. Yeah, it's got, it's got a Death Star with trench run. It's got a Star Killer base. Yeah, I do, and it's, it's got a new Darth Vader. I do I mean, hope. I'm actually I'm a big fan of the two new Star Treks, but they don't feel mm-hmm. like they don't feel like movies that I'm going to care about in 20 years necessarily. Like they're just fun movies. And I hope that Star Wars. that you watch with your family at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that. But I hope yeah. the Han and Leia and Luke connection and R two D two and C three PO will connect these movies I just, better I like than they're those. totally holding back Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, like how much is Luke Skywalker in this movie? What's the argument to say that he's not the hand that holds 
C-3PO back? Oh, the only the, well, the hand is the hand is different. I thought he was like having a moment with C-3PO. That's C3PO. been 30, 30 or years. With R2D2. Yeah. No, I think yeah. the, no, the argument hand? is that the arm looks you know skinny and not like a not like a powerful. Like he, I was thinking like he yeah. got his flesh burned off. Oh, there's a lot of possibilities. That very well could be Luke. I think it's just they don't want us to know. Maybe <laughs> Luke's in seventy minutes of the movie. That's what I'm hoping for. Is and that it turns out like Luke is actually in every scene. They're not showing like yeah. that. The red arm C3PO is not in this new trailer either. No. Yeah, we haven't seen him with his weird arm in this trailer. He's never been in any of the trailers. Yeah, we just see him in promotional yeah. imagery. And R2D2 is only in that one scene. Right. One of my what, my, are they, what are they going to do if they're not just all over this movie? Well, okay. no, I, I they think, need to have C three PO and R two D two. No, I all don't think they should aside, be all over. They're the main characters. No, I, I, all joking aside, I don't think we're going to see all that much of Luke at all. Yeah, I just I, I hope that I hope that these movies stand on their own, and I don't want too much of those old characters. I really don't. Like I, I just want, want R two D two. I don't know why we can't all get behind R two D two. I want, them to, I want you on that. I don't Maybe. want them to be more than like Obi Wan <laughs> in A New Hope. Like there, it should be about the new about new. Character. I'm with you actually on that, except R2D2 because I love him and he's the best robot ever. <laughs> Closely followed by Maximilian from the the Black Hole. Ooh. Wow, we did top robots. Is that the spinning? He's the red guy with the spinning. Yeah, yeah. He like doesn't he like chop someone up with a spinning blade? Yeah, he kills Anthony Perkins. Like, with, is this in a Disney movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like spinning. It just guts him. Yeah, like it's pretty it's hardcore. Amazing. What movie? The Black, in the Black Hole. Hole. Oh, yeah. I've been telling telling you how much I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. you got to see that, Sam. That's a Sam movie. Yeah, I really want to see that. I hear it's terrible. We should watch it. Yeah. And then uh, and, and Megaforce. My oh, Megaforce with Barry Bostwick. Oh, my, man. My favorite little tiny moment in the whole trailer is when they're walking into, you know, it looks like maybe the temple with all the flags in the top, and there's that red robot there, uh, the red droid. Yeah. But it's not that red droid. It's the way BB-8 reacts to it. Mm-hmm. It's like staring at it He's and like kind of like, like he turns his little robot head and it's like, mm, like, like, and yeah. steers like away from him a little bit. He's like a little cautious. Yeah. That's like, like when C-3PO, like when he sees other people, he's like, eh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he hates the, the other droids. Yeah. That, little, that little attention to detail of BB-8 reacting to that droid gives me yeah. a lot, gives me more hope than like almost anything else I saw that they're, that they're, New All right, we have, to, we have to sprint to the end of the show this week. Uh, right. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Is it Big Tony? Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Rich Troy did. Ooh. And Rich says, I hope Jared makes an appearance this week. Oh, thank you. Because I have a quick question related to him. Oh, no. It's about Tandy. Recently, I watched the excellent movie Inside Out. Okay. And I was wondering if Jared is indeed the voice of Bing Bong. <laughs> Because if not, the similarity really? is uncanny. We interviewed the voice of Bing Bong recently on IGN.com. You can check out that interview that Marty Sleva did. Yeah. Is it an interview with Jared Fetty? No. No? No, it's, uh, no I'm not the voice of Bing Bong. That guy's in Bong. Boardwalk in- Empire, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I've been told I sound like the, the bald guy from Princess Bride that, uh, and the dinosaur in- from uh, the dinosaur. From, wow. you know, the, now I have guilt! Like that one from Toy Story. From Toy Story That's yeah. my id. Like that dinosaur is, <clears throat> is my inner being. Yeah. Like that, just like, oh, I'm so my source of power. Have you, you seen know? Inside yeah. Out? Uh, oh yeah, really yeah totally. Right. I am not the voice of, of that that character, but I wish I were. Uh, and uh, because have you seen Inside Out? Yeah, I did see it. And uh, there's that broccoli pizza. Yeah. In the movie, yeah. uh, that place uh, I think is referencing multiple pizza places in the city, kind of combining them. Yeah. Because I think it's supposed to be Arismendi uh, mixed with uh, the broccoli rab pizza at Pizzeria mm-hmm. Delfino, which is awesome pizza. Yeah. It's be. Rob bro- broccoli rab broccoli rab. R A A B. I think it's Rob. Yeah. I just want to know how it's much good. money that family's making that they can afford that house <clears throat> I know. in San Francisco. I thought that exact same thing. Uh, next email comes from Andrew. He says, Millions "Hey, of dollars. hey, y'all." I heard discussion on the possibility of a sequel to Red Dead Redemption, 
What are your thoughts on a prequel game featuring a younger John Marston robbing banks, robbing trains, and pulling off heists with Dutch's gang? Mm. I really didn't like playing as John's son, so this would be much more fun to me. Spoilers. Uh, I would absolutely love to play a game <coughs> set earlier. That, ga- that game is set in the Except early... Be, you'd be a, just a bad guy. Right. Well, you well, would. That's, that's, that'd be fun. It's set in the early 20th century. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to jump back right. to a period of time where you really are in the golden age of the Old West, yep. maybe the 1870s. And that might be too far back for those characters. I don't know, but I mean, there's so much, there's so much you can do with, with Native American culture that you can do with the, the rise of Dodge City and Tombstone and and the, uh, the, yeah. the, the the you know all that stuff that happened back then. Whatever you do with the next Red Dead, almost certainly has to be set earlier. I've, space. I've got it. You can do space. I've got Mars. It. Red Dead Redemption prequel. You're the sheriff mm. chasing after John Marston. Yeah, oh, right. Be you fun. can't. That's what I was gonna say. It almost has to be set earlier, but you can't be Marston or a member of his gang because they're too. I mean, they're straight up villains. Like yeah. they're or just, abhorrent you'd be just bad character. Guys, yeah. yeah, you'd be just bad guys, and not in like not bad guys in the GTA way. Yeah. What like, if there it was a there's cowboys in central Mexico and northern Mexico? Yeah. You could do a cowboy setting there, and they'd be like in like Aztec ruins. Like so. a caballero game. Oh, that'd be amazing. Or like, I want to be maybe a Native American and like stand on a hill and like watch, you know, Sun of the Morning Star types thing, you know, uh, watch Custer get wiped out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're just, there's all these iconic moments. Uh, uh, Western history is a hobby, and uh, there's so many opportunities. I heard somebody suggest once that a, uh, a game set during the San Francisco quake would make a great Red Dead. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, just wow. total, total destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, another Halloween game from Red Dead would be great too. The, the Red Dead Under the Under Nightmare Nightmare spinoff was so really cool. good. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Yes, to answer your question, Andrew, we would play a Red Dead Redemption prequel. Our 20 questions suggestion this week comes from Dave Sullivan. No oh boy. Oh. Everybody knows how this works. You have 20 questions, yes or no questions, to guess this game starting now. It's basically guessing an animal at this yeah. point. <laughs> Justin built this out last That's time. what it's come down to. Okay, yeah, that earthworm. <laughs> Is it an insect? Yeah. No! <laughs> Does this game, was this game released before January 1st, 2000? Yes. All right. Was this game released before January 1st, 1990? Uh, come on, it's always the second question. No. Okay, no. Okay, so it's between the two. But it uh, sounds like it's from the early 90s. It could be from that hesitation. Or that could be. We know how to read you. That could be a cutting <laughs> ruse. Wow. You think yeah. Damon's thinking that far ahead? Yeah. Is he working with Taylor? Who is it? I, yeah. uh, this is um, Sullivan. Sorry. Taylor Sullivan? No, right. this one's Dave Sullivan. Dave Sullivan. Uh, is Sean this Sullivan? on, uh, uh, is this in a... <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think of all the questions you always ask first. Anyway, uh, is this on Super Nintendo? Uh, it eventually... Did come to Super Nintendo. Cool. Oh, I mean, but know not this originally. Is, I mean, know what this so is. So it sounds already. like it's a PC game ported to Super Nintendo. Okay, this is fun. Um, <laughs> guess it in four questions. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess it could be a joke. No, I already have an. I already have an idea what this could be. But. Can you play as a human? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, you is, do. Maybe this is not what I thought it was. Think. Um, Think. Is this a? Uh, is this a platforming game? Yes. <laughs> and he plays a fish. Finally. Okay, cross-platform, made it to the stock, Super Nintendo remember. platforming game. Maybe it's Trolls. Where he plays a human. Based on Trolls. Treasure Trolls. Mm. Um, it's a platformer. Yep. Uh, platformer. Uh, well, well, was it uh, on, uh, no, I guess we should say arcade. For, well, a platform. Could be in arcades, too. Uh, was this based on a licensed uh, property? No. Okay, it's not a licensed property. Uh is this game primarily associated with being on Nintendo platforms? No. Uh, is this game uh, no, so noted? Don't focus on SNES so much. Is this game noted for its cinematics? 
Mm, noted? Known yeah. for it? I don't think so. Okay, then this, this isn't what I was thinking. Did it begin of. as an arcade game? No. Ooh. All right. So PC or Genesis? Yeah. I, I was thinking Prince of Persia. Or, um, all right. Bonk, maybe? Well, that was late 80s. Um, but that would have been cinematic. So Bonk's it's not pretty good. Bonk is good. Did Bonk uh, appear on the SNES? Uh, Bonk eventually came to the SNES. Yes, Bonk did eventually come to the SNES. Okay. Um, and he's kind of human-like. Is this, this is, I don't, okay. I was going to ask if this Why don't is a caveman time. Ask him it's a Hudson yeah. game. Yeah, is it a Hudson game? Yes. Okay, that's a very good chance. Does this Ten. game feature a caveman? Yes. All right, yeah. <laughs> is this game Bonk? Well, what, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, do we have to say the name of it? Be, yeah. Oh, we have to narrow it down that much. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, yeah. The Adventures of Bonk. There's Bonk. Yeah. There's Bonk's Bonk. Revenge. There's Airzonk. There's. Okay. Is this uh, is this the second game in a series? No. Okay. See, I don't know. I'm gonna miss this because I, I don't know the Bonk these. games that well. Let's, let's try first. Third, well, the first one's going. called Bonk's Adventure. Right. The second one's Bonk's Revenge. The third one is oh, it's PC Genjin. What's the American name? I think we need to know about that. Okay. Um, why don't we ask if it's the first in a series? Yeah. Is it the first game in a series? Yes. Bonk's yeah. Adventure. Okay, there we go. Is it Bonk's Adventure? Yes. There we go. Is. is it a human? Kind of. Bonk's yeah, he's a total like Neanderthals. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, well, no, that's, that's a really good point, Damon. Yeah. He could easily be uh, a Neanderthal or a, uh, what is the other one? Uh, what, uh, what, Home of the Underworld? Yeah. What's the other one? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Single player platformer, 1990. Fun fact, kids, play Long Revenge. Game. That's the good one. TurboGrafx-16. And it was ported to a bunch of other platforms. Very rare NES game. I was always on yeah. Team yeah. Chuck Rock. On Team Chuck, Chuck Rock? Rock? Yeah. <laughs> what about Joe Mack? Joe Mac is yeah. so good. I love that Cape series. Cape Ninjas? Great, great uh, arcade yeah. game. Yeah. Super fun co-op. What's, uh, what's the other one? I, there's a lot of Caveman games. Yeah, for that Big Nose. Uh, what's Species Quest for Tires? Species Quest for Tires for the Clip Edition. Yeah, Caveman Games, Trog. I can keep going. Yep, Trog. That's what I was trying to think of. We even have a couple minutes to talk about the games we're playing this weekend. I'll be playing more Metal Gear Solid Five and Hearthstone. I'm playing, I'm not allowed to talk about either one yet, but I'm playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Halo 5. Ooh, look at you. And I guess I can We can talk about the first three levels of Halo 5 campaign, which I'm liking quite a bit. Uh, I will for this is a work weekend, so it'll be Halo Five and mm-hmm. uh, preparing for other upcoming games. Uh, I don't think there's going to be. I probably won't be playing games for amusement until the beginning of December. Uh, we've reached <laughs> that point in the Come year. Come on, Jared. No, that's it's that that's that's this point. But luckily, on. you can we, play, we you played you. Zelda uh, together. We did play Zelda together. Also, we'll be playing. I'll be amused. Oh, can Triforce I do Heroes. Can no, I do we had less? fun playing together. I just don't like playing alone that much. Yeah, I had fun. With, I was terrible though. I'm that guy on the Triforce Heroes party that drags you down. Um, sure. so the, the one that, that bad. That was pretty bad. Brandon but was really good. I will be playing Splatterhouse uh, One Paku Graffiti, the SD Splatterhouse. Yeah, uh, that looks cool. Oh, yeah, who are you playing that for, with? Uh, with uh, Damon Hatfield uh, no. here on IGN.com, but also just for fun because that game's great. Yeah, that looks cool. Uh, I'll probably go back into Metal Gear. I beat Halo. Mm. I played a little bit in Legendary. I'll go back into Metal Gear uh, eventually. But uh, right now, I also got, uh, because I've been playing Metal Gear so much, I got Metal Gear Solid 3D, Sankey Eater 3D. On 3DS, and it is wow. the uh, I don't even remember that being yeah, released. Yeah, Port of Metal Gear Solid Three, which I played parts of, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like that game, but I'm going to try to like it because I respect people that say that that's their favorite game. I just want to figure out why, and I'm trying to get into it. So uh, it ha- it works. I just bought my new 3DS, the little model, mm. the smaller Animal Crossing model, and so it it automatically recognizes the nub and the extra buttons as the boat that it actually shipped. To around the time as it came out, you know the the big the harness. Yeah, we yeah. called it the boat. It's called the yeah. Circle Pad Pro. Anyway, right. you can use two sticks. It's more Metal Gear. 
It's very different than five. Yeah. <laughs> I never played that one. So. But I, I started it and I've yeah. been playing it. Well, let me know. Report back to us. Yeah, I know. It's fun, fun to play on the train. So. Yeah. That boss fight against the end, man. So good. So good. All right, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.